This is the Epilog audio experience. Cancer is not a dreaded disease. It is not a death warrant. You must not think cancer to be a death warrant. It is curable if detected early. And cancer is just like common cold and sore throat. So today we are extremely excited to have another renowned oncologist on this interview with me. Um, Dr. Pramod Jolka is the godfather of oncology. He started his practice with Dr. Suresh Ambani, which is a reputed name all over the country and uh, globally. Dr. Jolka speaks a lot about lifestyle, nutrition, exercise and how we can actually manage cancer more effectively as well as prevent it. He shares incredible knowledge um, and different things that we can do to actually uh, heal cancer effectively. So today is an exciting episode for all of you. So enjoy. It's nice to be with you. So Dr. Jolka, just to begin, the first question I would like to ask you, and this is coming from a place because I have seen you um, religiously post on LinkedIn on different lifestyle therapies, nutrition, exercise, and various non-clinical elements of care that patients can involve into their treatment journey to help improve their outcomes. Can you speak a little bit about that and um, you know, your thoughts on how important lifestyle is and managing lifestyle to improve patient outcomes? I always say that cancer is a lifestyle disease, mostly. It could be hereditary also, familial also. It could be other causes also like viruses. So I always used to divide 100 into different categories. You know, let me put it on the right perspective that I was in charge of Delhi Cancer Registry in Ames. So... I know about national cancer registry figures. And if we see the national cancer registry figures, we have about 14 lakh new cancer cases every year. And I'm talking about this year onwards. And they would increase by 2030 to more than 20 lakhs per year. So these are the new cases, out of which 40 to 50% are tobacco-related. 10% are due to, less than 10% are familial or genetic related, like BRCA1 and certain other genes. And the rest, 10% are virus related, like human papilloma virus causing cervical cancer, hepatitis B virus causing liver cancer, and then rest are lifestyle related. So basically, what is lifestyle related? I always tell them two important things. Whenever I take a round of the ward, I always tell them diet and exercise. These are the two important pillars. What is diet? Diet means high fiber diet, high protein diet. Again, depending on your blood counts and blood parameters, suppose creatinine is high, then you don't take high proteins. You know, depending on the parameters, we always suggest high protein diet, especially the plant proteins. And I always say that you should take more of 
you know, green vegetables, more of, uh, you know, paneer, we call it, not cheese, but homemade paneer or you can uh, cottage cheese. And you can take, you know, protein-rich diet and milk, milk products, dairy products, because some people are against it. And there was a myth that this can feed the cancer cells. This was a myth. So this myth we have busted. And again, I always say that high protein diet and exercise. Exercise means it's not doing, uh, you know, exercise like yoga or other exercise. Plain, simple walking, brisk walking for about 30 to 40 minutes per day. And this is essential for everybody. And even in breast cancer, what we have found that in the U.S. they have said that 40 minutes of exercise every day, walking every day, uh, can prevent breast cancer. And you will be surprised to know that this is a new finding which we have found. So diet and exercise are very important. I always lay stress on these things. And I always tell them to take low fatty diet, avoid obesity because breast and prostate cancer, you should avoid obesity. They are both hormone dependent cancers and obesity can lead to cancer because more of the female hormones are produced from male hormones if the obesity is there. So and female hormone is the culprit for breast cancer. And hormone-dependent cancers are mainly breast and prostate. And there are other hormone-dependent cancers also. But majority of them, you know, breast cancer is the commonest in females all around the globe and in India also, in especially in urban cities. In rural areas, cancer of the uterine cervix is common in females. As far as males are concerned, lung cancer is the commonest. And then comes, even in males, we have breast cancer. That is 1% of all the cancers. Now, what I mean to say about diet and exercise is that don't get obese. That means that you should regularly walk every day for about half an hour to 40 minutes. And if you walk every day or do exercise every day, you won't get obese. And obesity can lead to breast cancer or prostate cancer in males. And why obesity can lead? Because obesity in obesity, when we have excess fat, that changes male hormones into female hormones, which is the culprit in breast cancer, estrogens. So that is why, you know, early menarche and late menopause can lead to breast cancer. So that is very important that we keep the hormones low. So don't get obese. And if you eat proper diet, if you do exercise every day, you won't get obese. And obesity can lead to any cancer, especially the hormone-dependent cancers like breast and prostate. Right. Yes. So that's so important. And I'm so happy to hear that from a doctor like yourself, you know, stressing on the importance of nutrition and exercise. Can you give me an example of have you seen a, the difference of patients who have absolutely ignored exercise, nutrition and continued with their treatment uh, in comparison to a cohort of patients who have 
changed their nutrition, mm-hmm. who have incorporated exercise into their treatment plan. And what is what has been that difference? No, improvement is in uh, invasive disease-free survival. Improvement is in progression-free survival. Improvement in survival also, overall survival. Wow. How I say that? Because my patients whom I have treated more than 30 years back, 35 years back, they are coming for follow-up. And I have been wow. telling this diet and exercise not only now, but 40 years back also. Because when I started oncology uh, in India, because we were only two people, Dr. Edwani and myself, and he was in Bombay, I was in Delhi. So when we started in 70s, late 70s, and uh, then at that time, people didn't know about food habits, people didn't know about smoking, people didn't know about alcohol. So they used to take everything lightly. So what we slowly started knowing, obesity, we came to know that it is the major risk factor for breast cancer. So because I did most of my work in breast cancer, even at Ames, I did about 50 clinical trials, global clinical trials in breast cancer and other cancers also, but majority of them in breast cancer. So what I found was that obesity, again, female hormone, I told you, is the major culprit. That is the estrogens. And I always used to tell them, that have you breastfed your children or not? You know, if a person has breastfed their children, the chances of getting cancer is less. So we asked them about modifiable factors and non-modifiable factors. Non-modifiable is that if you are a female, you are prone to get breast cancer more. Even males also get it. Males get 1% of all females. So that is the incidence. And again, non-modifiable is early menarche and late menopause. You know, if you are exposed to female hormone more of the time, then your chances of getting breast cancer are high. Modifiable risk factors are tobacco, alcohol. All these are modifiable risk factors which you can avoid. You know, so these things and exercise is a modifiable risk factor. (laughs) So I always say that do exercise daily. So these are basically the risk factors which I used to tell about breast cancer. Okay. So Dr. Jilka, you're speaking a lot about nutrition and exercise and how important it is. Tell me something about the mental health of a cancer patient and their family members. Nowadays, we have psycho-oncology. We yes. didn't have psycho-oncology earlier. Earlier, psycho-oncology was done by us. You know, I have been doing psycho-oncology a lot. I tell them that cancer is not a dreaded disease. It is not a death warrant. You must not think cancer to be a death warrant. It is curable if detected early. And cancer is just like common cold and uh, sore throat. 
you know i always give them these are just examples i give them you know you have cough you have pneumonia you have other diseases it is just like other diseases as chronic disease and we have seen to it that we have made cancer a chronic disease yeah. how we have made we are doing molecular profiling of each and every patient whosoever can afford and i generally get my molecular profiling of my patients done from us that is foundation one lab and that is the only fda approved lab and i get complete molecular profile and according to molecular profile i'll give you an example lung cancer you know earlier stage 4 lung cancer when it had spread you know we used to say the median survival is 6 months to about 8 months now people have gone up to 5 years can you believe it more than 5 years why because of targeted therapies so we do the mutational profile molecular profiling if there are egfr mutation we give them one drug if there is alk fusion we give them another drug so according to gene fusions we give them drugs so right. we keep on giving them the simple tablets and they take the tablets one patient had ross fusion i gave him tablet for 3 years he was disease free after 3 years disease came back and then gave another targeted therapy again did the molecular uh, profiling and again found another gene which was mutated and then gave another medicine again 3 years he lived and then afterwards once he got recurrence then i gave chemotherapy so i avoided chemotherapy for 5 to 6 years so you can imagine nowadays where we have landed to you know thanks to the genomics thanks to the transcriptomics you know genomics i mean genomic profiling we do and transcriptomics means rna profiling dna rna proteins all these we see in the patient whichever is aberrant whichever is mutated means bad and we try to correct it that is called sequencing technology and gene sequencing has made a lot of difference and since i was interested in molecular oncology for 20 30 years back you know i delivered a first lecture on immuno oncology in 1979 you can imagine wow. <laughs> that time nobody knew about that it is yes. going to come in a big way and now it, uh, my center is the immuno oncology center for all uh, south delhi you know i do maximum immunotherapies and immunotherapy i explain to the lay people like that your own we stimulate your own immune mechanism to kill the cancer cell how do we stimulate we give them drugs and these drugs what do they do they remove the breaks on the uh, tumor cell and then accelerate the t cell you know lymphocytes we have t and b lymphocytes and t lymphocytes are the ones which kill the tumor cells so we have breaks on the t sites here lymphocytes if we don't have the breaks they would kill us you know <laughs> they would try to do autoimmune disease that is called autoimmune disease 
they will try to kill the normal cells. So what we do, we remove the brakes by giving these drugs and push on the accelerator. So the like cars, you know, we <laughs> remove the brakes and push on the accelerator and these T cells are accelerated and they go and kill the cancer cells. So we wow. tell them that immunotherapy works in this way. And how do we accelerate the T cells? We accelerate the T cells by giving various drugs, which are, you know, nivolumab, monoclonal antibodies, nivolumab, pembrolizumab, etizolizumab. There are different drugs. So we give them. And now comes the importance of diet in immunotherapy. Yes. I was actually because, just about to ask you that, Dr. Jolka, that there is so much evidence supporting also, uh, you know, the gut microbiome and... I was response. coming to that, yes. I was so coming to... That. Yes. Gut microbiome is coming to be a major, you know, thrust area in immuno-oncology because we find that, you know, there is metagenome sequencing. Metagenome sequencing means that we are sequencing the microbial flora of the intestine, the gut microbiome, we call it. And in the gut microbiome also, we have two types of, uh, you know, uh, gut bacteria. One bacteria are good bacteria, one bacteria are bad bacteria. So we try to accelerate the good bacteria and remove the bad bacteria. And in this, antibiotics also play a wider role. So if the gut microbiome is, has good bacteria, which can support the immune mechanism, and they also accelerate the T cells, and the T cells go and kill the tumor, which is immunotherapy. So immunotherapy is helped by gut microbiome also. I just want to tell that in gut microbiome also sequencing is done people are doing fecal transplants, Yes, you know, that these are also being done so that we give good bacteria to the cancer patients and take out the bad bacteria from them. And how good bacteria help? They help in the form that they will make immunotherapy easier. And if we give antibiotics with immunotherapy, it doesn't work as well. So antibiotics should be avoided during immunotherapy and steroids should be avoided because they are hampering the effect of immunotherapy. So that is why gut microbiome is very important. If anybody has gut infection, we must clear the infection first and then go in for the immunotherapy. So that is the role which gut microbiome plays. Wow, wow. So, Dr. Jankar, just the last question I had is now, how do we prevent cancer and how do we keep our risks low? Yes, most important way to prevent cancer is primary prevention. What is primary prevention? Primary prevention is a thing which causes cancer, you don't do it. That means 40% of our cancers are tobacco related. So please avoid tobacco in 40% of the cases, you can bring it down, cancer. So this is primary prevention. Alcohol with tobacco, avoid it. So you can avoid 40 to 50% of the cancers. Number two, 
if you have hepatitis b vaccine earlier you can avoid the cancers of the liver which are picking up now because earlier there was no vaccination for hepatitis b it has started recently and then hpv you know virus hpv virus ladies are getting cervical cancer we used to think that it occurs in rural areas where they have bad hygiene they have multiple sexual partners so all these things were in rural areas but now in urban areas also we are finding cancer of the uterine cervix you can easily avoid by giving a vaccine against cervical cancer we have a vaccine available and we have in india also it is available so you can avoid these are called primary prevention measures then comes secondary prevention secondary prevention means that you do early detection of breast and cervix how can you do early detection breast cancer earlier we used to say above 40 years now we say above 20 years 20 to 30 years do breast self examination if you find any lump in the breast painless lump not painful painless there is no pain in the lump painless lump in the breast or in the armpit axilla or in the neck please go to your doctor or if you have nipple retraction please go to your doctor show it to your doctor then from 30 to 40 years we always say get ultrasound of the breast and if you are not satisfied don't go in for mammogram go in for mri of the breast so that is very important because mammogram also has some radiation even though low dose radiation but still it has radiation which can lead to breast cancer so we always say that after the age of 40 if you have a family history of breast cancer american cancer society says every year mammogram but i always say once in 2 years or 3 years mammogram after the age of 40 and now we have another modality called tomosynthesis which i got it in aims and it is still available tomosynthesis is just like a ct scan three dimensional picture of the breast and we can see a lump even as small as 1 cm so we can see that and clinical exam besides all this clinical examination is very important by a surgeon or by a gynecologist or by a physician whosoever is the your family doctor get clinical examination done and get all these things done ultrasound mri and mammogram done this is for breast for early detection of cancer of the cervix we always say either pap smear or hpv dna if you do hpv dna that is for 5 years valid for 5 years if you do pap smear you should do every year ideally and then detect it early just a quick question if you have got the vaccine for uh, um, say cervical cancer yes. uh, you still need to do your pap smears yeah you still need to do because vaccine is not 100% you know okay so that the, you have to do pap smear ideally you should do that is what we were promulgating you know propagating in other areas and then third is head and neck cancer when you are brushing your teeth then you see any ulcer in the mouth or any tongue bite 
in the buccal mucosa, you know, like buccal mucosa means on the cheek, any uh, ulcer or any redness or any sore, uh, you must go to your doctor and show it. That or white patch or maybe white patch is leukoplakia, we call it precancerous condition. And then red patch is erythroplakia, which is also present in the mouth, cheek, inside of the cheek. So you should, whenever you are brushing, see your inside of the mouth every day. So early detection is the hallmark to cure. This is my <laughs> budge word. <laughs> buzzword. Absolutely, Dr. Julka, absolutely. And you've said it right. Thank you so much for your time. And you've given us so much insight. Once again, thank you for propagating nutrition, exercise, lifestyle, and giving people hope that you know, preventing cancer and also managing cancer is in their hands. So thank yes. you so much for everything that you have shared with us today. Thank you very much. And in the end, I would like to say cancer is curable and not a, not a death warrant. <laughs> you must not be yes, afraid of that. We hope you enjoyed this episode and found it useful for yourself. For more such episodes, please subscribe to our YouTube channel Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and EP Log Media website, where we dive deeper into the world of integrative oncology and healing cancer the right way.